0: Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. welcome back for another episode of the Wellpreneur online podcast. You know, I just love doing these podcasts. I get to talk to such interesting people and meet health and wellness professionals all around the world. It's really just super cool. And thank you all for listening and being so supportive and suggesting amazing guests for me to talk to. This is really just an incredible experience. So this week I'm talking to Casey Baker is all about unleashing the power of women's voices. So Casey works with clients to help them be better at public speaking and really getting their message across. And that's something that as small business owners is absolutely crucial. I'm sure you've experienced this, that if you're starting out and you're looking for clients or looking for customers for your products, a common thing is you know, you need to go out and pitch or you need to go do a workshop or you need to go meet people at a trade show and being able to communicate what you do succinctly and powerfully can really make a massive impact in your business and can really make the difference between making a sale and not making a sale. And so that's what Casey specializes in is helping women really overcome the fear and their internal boundaries, you know, their internal blocks and putting their voices out there. So in this interview today, we're going to talk both about, you know, I like to talk about both sides in my interviews, both what the guest is expert in. So we're going to talk about how you can be a more powerful public speaker, but we're also going to talk a bit about how Casey's built her own online business as well. Now you'll be able to get all the show notes and all the links and everything that we talk about back on my website at wellpruneronline.com slash Twenty-three, And don't forget that I've actually got a free five-day blogging challenge running on my website. So if you go to wellprinteronline.com, you can sign up for that. And the blogging challenge is designed to help you create content that your ideal clients will love and share. It's completely free. It's five days. And the feedback that I've gotten is it's really going to kind of give you that kick that you need to make sure that your blog's really effective. Now, let me just do one quick shout out before we jump into the episode. Kit Yoon says, thank you, Amanda, for this wonderful and helpful podcast. I'm thrilled to have you and the people on your podcast to help me as I start my acupuncture business. You're welcome, Kit, and best of luck growing your own business too. So let's dive into this interview with Casey Baker so we can learn how to really unleash the power of our voices for the benefit of our business. Hi, Casey. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Thanks, Amanda. I'm so, so
1: grateful to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: So we talked the first time, oh gosh, well over a year ago now, because I really was interested in your work on how you help women unleash the brilliance of their voices is how you call it. So I guess that encompasses everything like public speaking and and just really feeling comfortable getting your message out. So I really wanted to have you on the podcast because I've seen from my work with clients and from what I've heard from people listening to the podcast that A lot of times it's really intimidating to think about public speaking or leading workshops or really just putting yourself out there. And so I'm hoping you can kind of help us understand how we might be holding ourselves back and how to break through that.
1: Absolutely. i love to talk about it. I think this is one of the most important, crucial, pivotal things that when you find the freedom to get out there and share what it is that you feel so drawn to say, that is really the message of the work that you are inspired to bring to the world it can set your whole mission, your work on fire. It is something that can hold you back if you don't have that. But when you do, it really changes everything. So where do you see women holding themselves back then? Well, I think there's a few things that, that go on for women. And one of the biggest ones that I think is is self-doubt. And self-doubt can occur thoughts and thoughts like you know, oh, you know, I really want to get out there and share about this, but other people are already doing it and talking about something similar. What makes me any different? Why do I have the, the right to get out there and talk about this? Like I haven't proven myself in any way to get out there and speak about this. What right do I have? What if people won't like what I have to say? What if I sound stupid and people reject me? That's a massive one. Those are big ones. And then and then it can also take the shape of a lot of self-doubt and confusion around what is it that you actually want to say. And so there's a lack of clarity and oftentimes that lack of clarity what's what's over having like a layer or a veil on top of having total clarity in what you want to say, which can arise extremely authentic in the moment.
0: Mm, I think that's such a good point, because I think, you know, a lot of us that are, well, people that are running their own businesses, we're obviously passionate about it. And this happens particularly in health and wellness, as a lot of people get into this, because they've had a personal transformation, real personal experience, and they're just so excited about it and passionate that they want to share it with everybody. But that doesn't necessarily mean they have clarity in their message. There can be a a lot of like all over the place, just enthusiasm, and yeah, I think that can be just not really very effective communication that way. That's right,
1: and that's why it's one, you know, supporting yourself and clearing away this, uh, moving through the self-doubt can help you get just really honest with yourself about what is your core message. And then the second thing is really investing time in your life to delve into it. It's it's an art, you know, crafting your message is an art. Definitely. So tell me about. You know,
0: what happens, what have you seen with your clients, like when they come to you that if they're holding themselves back because of this, does that, have you seen that that has a direct impact on their business and it it changes once they get a bit more, you know, when they're more comfortable putting themselves out there?
1: Oh, definitely. Well, I can give you an example of some people that I've definitely worked with and then I'll I'll share about a couple of people who maybe some people in the sphere that, that listen to your podcast may know about these people. A couple of people that I've worked with, I'll give you an example have been one woman, her name is Katherine Collins, and she runs an, an, a sustainable investment firm. Okay, so she's in finance, but she has a real bent around sustainability as it relates to investment analysis and decision making. And she is brilliant. She had an enormous amount of wisdom and content and all of these things, but she's very new at what she was doing, new and coming into a space that even had a lot of doubters around it in the first place. And there was a veil of self-doubt that she felt around getting out there with her work, really positioning herself as a spokeswoman for this work in the world. And when we worked together, we worked on first crafting her talk. And that process is is an incredible process of diving deep into your intelligence, your wisdom, research, ideas, and putting it together in a way that can really captivate people and spread your idea most effectively. And when she did that, uh, she ended up doing one of my programs called the School for the Well-Spoken Woman Live, where she got up on stage and shared her talk, and we professionally filmed it. And it was like, That And I've seen this time and time again with every woman I work with when she first goes to share her message on stage that she has this sense of finally doing the thing that she feels so deeply called to do. And that in and of itself is a huge thing. It builds enormous trust in yourself. And second of all, she really got to see and experience the value that people got from her ideas and after that, things just went gangbusters in her work. She ended up taking that talk and turning it around and crafting a book proposal out of it and ended up publishing her first book. And now she speaks all over the country and her work is really exploding and she's actually positioned herself as a thought leader in her space. Yeah. So that is the kind of thing that's possible when you really take your what you have to say seriously and dive into it and put yourself out there, which can be a risky thing. But when you actually take those steps to do that, a series of chain of reactions start to happen. And your work can really it make, can make it a massive difference in the freedom with which you feel about taking your work out into the world because you're standing behind the value of it. And that's really what it's all about is moving from self-doubt to totally valuing what you have to say and the impact that it can have for others. To owning
0: it. Yeah. I wanted to pick up on something that you said there because, you know, when actually when going into this, I was really thinking, well, we talk more about public speaking, thinking about like, you know, public speaking skills and how to be confident and how to get over it. But you also talked about designing the talk and, and structuring the talk, crafting the talk. And I guess that's as equally huge of a component as how you deliver it. How do you feel about that? The, the balance of how much effort you put into constructing the talk versus in the delivery
1: well, it's really, I mean, they go, they go so in tandem, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer that, that you must take your wisdom and your ideas seriously and invest time and energy in your life and crafting them in such a way that it can, can, it can really move and inspire people. But in addition to that, if you do that and then you get up on stage and you let, let it all get lost behind things that hold you back from being seen in front of other people, then that message is not going to come through. And so it's really, I feel, very important to have the balance of both. They are equally important. But you can also have people who are, quote, unquote, amazing public speakers, but they get up on stage and they talk about complete dribble, Mm -hmm. right? And so to really have impact... It is about crafting your message in a way that is inspiring and that is authentic, and also really letting yourself learn how to be in that very high intensity experience, which is public speaking. It's, it's a no joke. It's a no joke thing. It's a high energy activity, and there is a way to be masterful with the the intensity of that energy that comes from public speaking. Well, have you
0: always enjoyed doing public speaking, or is this something you had to train yourself to enjoy over time, or to to improve at? I guess.
1: I actually grew up in a home where public speaking was kind of the thing we did. My father was the national debate champion. So he won the Harvard and the Stanford and all these debate competitions when he was in college back in the day. And then later went on to be a lawyer and was involved in politics for a period of time. And I grew up in a home where he encouraged me to, I would just was naturally interested in going and running for a quote unquote office in seventh grade and ninth grade and 10th grade. And he would help me craft my speeches, my campaign speeches, and then practice them at home. And that was part of how we connected and and had fun and connection. And I know some families get together and play music. That was just what we did. So I grew up with a lot of ease around that. But what changed for me was when I got into college and after college, something happened where I lost a lot of self-esteem just in myself and began to really feel and experience a lot of self-doubt. And I think that this happens with a lot of women in our culture they go on to the college years and beyond, and all of a sudden they're out of that like, nexus of the womb of sort of their elementary, high school years. And then they, there's a massive drop in self-esteem that happens. And Gloria Steinem actually talks a lot about this. There's a lot of research that she points to in a book called Revolution from Within, which is a fantastic book. There's some research that she talks about, about what actually happens with women when they move into college in those later years, about the massive drop in self-esteem. And that is what I experienced. And so I really had to go through a tremendous amount of personal growth and discovery to find the freedom within myself to speak what I know to be true later in my life, you know, to really speak my own wisdom. And so that is what prompted me into the work I do.
0: Mm, that's great. You know, that actually reminded me because how I found out about you first was through Gabrielle Bernstein, actually, when she was over here speaking in London. And I talked to her after her talk. And I said, well, because she's an amazing public speaker. And I said, how do you do that? And she said, well, the f- most important thing is you have to speak your truth. And then you should talk to Casey Baker. <laughs> actually. But I love that as somebody that previously in my corporate career, I gave loads of talks and there's such a big difference doing the talks where you're just kind of saying the, you know, towing the corporate line and saying what you're supposed to versus when you're actually speaking about a subject that's really passionate about and that's really your truth and is what you're supposed to bring out in the world. There's just such a different level of intensity that comes with it or
1: I don't know what it is. I think the audience can feel it though. Oh, yes. You can always feel what is authentic. It, it rings true. It opens you. And it opens not just your mind, but it opens something inside of you. It's very true. And Gabby is a great example. I actually interviewed Gabby about this for my blog once like a year or two ago about, you know, she is so centered in the value of her message and the impact that it can have for people and and centered in her calling. And that comes through in how she communicates. And people really feel that. You know, people are very drawn to her work. They're very drawn to what she has to say because there is no film of self-doubt surrounding it. It is just total devotion to her truth. And she just has an inherent trust in the value of it for others. That is a great example of someone who, you know, is really out there and the, the power that can have in your work in the world when you move from that self-doubt to having intrinsic value, right? It's not external value, you know, oh, all these people like me, I got all these Facebook comments, I, uh, is this okay? Will they like what I say? That's placing external value on what you say. When you move from that to internal value, internal validation of your truth, of what you have to say that even if nobody likes it, that it doesn't matter because that is, it is it is your truth and that is value in and of itself. And when you move into that place, it's a completely different way of communicating. Mm-hmm. Like another example is Danielle Laporte. If anybody here follows her work, I really admire her. And everything that she says is just dripping with devotion mm-hmm. to what she needs to be true. And that is captivating.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. She's mesmerizing when she talks really. There's just so much every word is just you can just feel all the intention and emotion behind it it's great so how you know when you talked about stopping thinking about all the external validation and instead going for intrinsic validation i totally am on board with that but that can be so hard especially you know when we're like on social media, marketing our business, and kind of unfortunately playing this comparison game, us against other people, and looking at your stats all the time for your website and your email list. I mean, how do you move to that place? Or do you have some suggestions on how we can start to move more to internal validation instead of looking to the outside?
1: Yeah, I do. You know, it was interesting because it was something that I had had seen work with me, And then I brought it out to, I I run a program once a year called the Women's Thought Leadership Society, and it's all about really getting clear on what you stand for and finding the freedom to share it, and then communicating about it in such a way that people begin to know you for your ideas. And this is a massive thing that comes up for every woman in the course. How do I move from that external validation to really that internal validation? How do I do that? And the way that I have found to be so effective, really and truly, is that you have got to commit to the impact that you are here to have in this world. You have got to commit to that. It takes, moving from that, takes committing yourself to something that is so much greater than you. When you commit yourself to something so much greater than you, and for me, that shift really happened when I got so clear. You know, I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the transformation that we are also hungry for in this world, the key to really finding that as humanity, is to support women in in unleashing their wisdom and their ideas. Because these ideas that women have are the types of solutions that we need now for the the extraordinary challenges we face in this world. And when I really committed myself to that, things absolutely took off. I even had a whole commitment ceremony with a ring and and out in nature and, and everything. And I have seen time and time again the power of commitment to something that is so much greater than you, that will exist beyond your time here, will give you that the commitment that you make is like this magic that comes along to support you in finding the strength within yourself and the clarity to do what you must do. And you can stand so deeply in that place. And that is a completely different place to communicate from. That is where you find total internal validation. So I'm a big fan you know, what is it that you want to communicate, but why? What is the deep why behind what it is you want to communicate? The deep why behind your work or your business. What is it that you really stand for? And are you willing to absolutely commit to it? And when you do that, that commitment will move mountains.
0: Right. So it's like we need to take a step back really and it's it's so easy to get caught in your head and think about who's my ideal customer and what's my marketing and what's my metrics and like what's my next product and, and all of that. But really you're saying, you know, we need to take a step back. And really commit to what our purpose is with our business, and the or just our purpose in the world. Really, what's our why? And then from that, it seems like everything else will flow. Not just the public speaking piece, but just everything, all your marketing, everything would flow out of that. It'd be much more clear to know what you wanted when you're clear about what you want.
1: <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And guarantee the people that you see in different sectors. You know, I know you're. You're focused a lot with people in the health and wellness and people who have, you know, an interest in internet marketing businesses. Like the people that you see out there who really have a strong presence in their work, they have that authentic ring to them. Guaranteed, they are each so clear on what they stand for, what their why is, and they are absolutely committed to it. Come hell or high water.
0: And I love this idea that you that you had a commitment ceremony for yourself. So do you recommend that people kind of incorporate a kind of ritual or yeah, rituals and ceremonies into their lives like that? Or is that can you talk a bit more about that?
1: Yeah, I have seen it now many, many times the power of making doing some kind of commitment ceremony ritual, whatever you want to call it. My husband, David, he has a technology company that he runs. So totally different space. But a few years ago, you know, he was really held back by not being able to ask for help. You know, it, it was kind of all about him. And we did a whole commitment ceremony where he committed to the far-reaching impact of this work and knowing that that it would mean bringing in the intelligence and the wisdom and the support of other people. And when he did that, everything changed. I mean, just like the whole thing exploded in the most amazing way. So I'm a big fan of of creating a commitment ceremony for yourself, whatever that is, to get really centered in the heart of your work and to bring in that magic that is only possible through commitment. So the format that I use for it is you know, find a place. It could be some inspiring place in your house. It could be an inspiring place in nature. I'm a big fan of having it be witnessed by one person at least, but maybe just one person that really has a listening for you that, that sees the vision of you of what you're stepping into. That is how they are listening for you. They are listening for your greatness and for the greatness of your vision. I had a ring, so I think it's really great to have, and I still wear it. I think it's really great to have something that is, you know, that's like the power of having rings or these like, I don't know if the talisman is the word, something like that. It's like on your body, it serves as a reminder. It really brings it into the physical. And I had a little ring and, and you make a commitment to what it is that you are here to bring forth into the world. And part of that commitment ceremony is also acknowledging what is it that's been going on inside me that's been stopping me or holding me back. And your commitment is to whenever that may arise, could be self-doubt, could be questioning whether this is worth anything or fear, that whenever that arises, you commit to seeing it and staying in action anyways. And this, it works wonders. I love it. And
0: it's an excuse to buy ourselves some nice jewelry that we can it's- wear for the rest
1: <laughs> jewelry shopping. its I had fun doing that.
0: (laughs) I love it. Okay. So back to public speaking for a second. So say that somebody has a a talk scheduled, maybe a workshop or a, you know, a talk at a conference scheduled. Can you just give us a few tips about how to deliver that speech with a bit more presence and, and authenticity?
1: Definitely. I'll share with you a, a few things. One is, one of the biggest things that come up for people is, what do you do with the intensity of the energy that can come up right before you go on to speak? And a lot of people call it fear. It's It can be a lot energy that runs through your body. This doesn't necessarily happen for everyone, but I would venture to guess it happens for the vast majority of people, that they experience an increase in sensation in their body of some kind before they go on to speak. Now, how you relate to that energy, how you relate to that experience... So the key is to understand what the true nature of this energy is that we call fear of public speaking. What it is is actually the very real feeling of your power. And a lot of times what happens for people is that it comes into their body right before they go on stage and they regard it as something like bad is happening, right? It's fear and it's usually coupled with a lot of nervous kinds of thoughts. People might reject me that what if I screw up? What if I forget what I'm going to say? Things like that. Now, the, the key is to instead understand that what's actually happening is that prior to going up on stage where you were going to have a lot of of energy coming at you from a lot of people. You've got a whole audience looking at you. That's a lot of energy coming at you. That what actually is happening is that life is sending you an influx of energy into your body in that moment to support you in effectively matching the intensity of the energy coming at you from the audience. So literally, it is like being plugged into a socket and running an increased amount of voltage through your whole body so that you can show up and be charismatic so that you can have presence so that what you say can really land with people so that you can actually show up and hold the intensity of the energy in that place. And people who understand this, they may not understand this conceptually as I'm speaking about it, but they have an affinity for that energy. They may embrace it. They may say yes to it. They may, you know, even though they may feel like they want to throw up, they understand that this energy is actually in some way supports them in some way and really showing up on stage. They are the people who tend to have a really fantastic presence and charisma. So The key is to understand energetically that's what's going on. And the other thing is before you go on stage is to support your mind by really going deep inside and asking yourself, what is it that I want for this audience? What is it that I want for them? Why am I here? What is the greatest gift that I can give them today? And when you do that, you take your mind and you support your mind in becoming in service to those people, to your message, as opposed to your mind totally freaking out that you're going to fail. And that can get you very grounded and very centered. And it, it has you show up as being so for the audience. And those are the people we love. We love the speakers who come out and they give us everything they've got. They're just flipping generous. And they're so fully there. So those two things, having an understanding about the true essence of the energy of the quote unquote fear of public speaking and asking yourself that question before you come on stage can make a massive difference in helping you to have more presence and charisma. I love that
0: idea of reframing it. So it's like, you know, what can I give to these people today? Or what do I want them to get out of my talk today to just get us out of our heads? I think we've talked about this with previous guests on the podcast, actually, but that, that can apply throughout your business and all of your marketing, actually, is it shouldn't be so much about you and what you want, but it can be what can you give to your audience and what questions can you answer for them and what problems can you help them solve? And I love that we can apply that to when we're speaking as well. Yes. So let's shift gears a little bit. And I'd love to hear a bit about your business and what you found most effective growing your business online, kind of how that's evolved.
1: You know, it's been such a journey and I, there's a few things. There was a few different routes that I could take when I knew that I wanted to reach more women because my, my whole business was very much one-on-one and I still do private work with women, But but I knew I wanted to reach a lot more people and... And wanted to do live events and online courses, which is a big part of my work. I knew I needed to learn from someone. And so one of the things that I did is I actually went and I studied with Marie Forleo. I think her program is great. And I, through that, I also found a lot of community. And for me, internet marketing, sitting in front of a computer and doing all this stuff, it is, I'm not someone who likes doing that kind of thing. Having a community of women, though, that I'm doing it with makes it a heck of a lot more fun. And so that was a big piece for me, was finding the right person to help teach me some things that I needed to know, and also finding the right community of people online that I could venture into this with and bring, hey, you know, how do I do this? Or, hey, I'm having a struggle. And, hey, you know, I'm pregnant. You know, I mean, they really have become friends. I've developed a lot of friends through that community. So that's a a big resource that I, I would recommend. The next thing is, is that I really started to pay very close attention to what were the people... Who did I admire and whose work was really great? Very high quality work, very well done. Um, Certain ways they did launches or their sales pages or ran certain aspects of their business. And I would study what they did. And then I would learn how to incorporate similar types of things into my work so that I wasn't reinventing the wheel. I was taking the best of the best of what I saw other people were, were doing. And I would go out there and really learn how to do it. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing, is you've got to have support. You have got to have team. Too many people I see they they just their their work is really slow to move forward or they struggle a lot because they feel like they either a have to do it all themselves or b they're not making enough money yet to get support and hire someone to help them. One of the first things that I did that I think made a big difference for me in my work growing really fast. Like my I've only been doing my business for a little over 3 years and it's grown very quickly. And the big reason for that is because very early on, I invested in team, I knew that I was not the person to go out there and design the WordPress site, I was not the person to go out there and be scheduling my clients. That is not the best use of my time. And so I immediately took money and and hired people to help me do that. And I was very resourceful in how I did that. And I'd certainly spend a lot more money now on team than I did when I first started. But team is crucial. So I highly recommend at the onset, get yourself a good virtual assistant, even if you only pay them for 10 hours a week to help you out to start. That made a big difference. It freed up a lot of my time to help me create more content and to really do the stuff that only I can do. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's so tempting is just that we can just feel, especially in the beginning, if you don't have a lot of cash flow, like you need to do everything yourself. And aside from the fact that it's just nice to have help and it can help you do a lot more, it's also nice to have somebody to talk about your business with and to bounce ideas off of and and to find people that you know, people that are better at doing certain things than you are, like a lot of us actually can update our websites. But really, is that what the best use of our time is? You know, not really, it's probably better to get an expert that can do that faster, and also give you some expert advice on it. So I love that the idea of hiring a team early. Yes. So and I was just wondering if you could say just a couple words at the end about how you found
1: balancing your business with motherhood. Well, I'm starting back into this journey now, and so far it's feeling very pleasurable. And again, I'm a big believer in investing in sport. So I I work from home and I have uh, hired that I'm paying for her myself. I've hired a full-time nanny who is amazing. And basically, you know, she helps me to essentially have some time to make sure that I do something every day to take care of myself, get out in nature, have exercise, whatever, and also helps care have is provides beautiful care for Connor when I have to work. And I take a lot of I nurse him. So, you know, I take a lot of breaks to spend time with him and nurse him. And she does some things to help around the house. And so I really think that having that support is, is super crucial. Again, it's something that, you know, I just have to budget into my work and it's a, it's a value choice that I, that I make.
0: I love this. It's just like the message I'm getting loud and clear in everything is we just really need to ask for support
1: in all different areas of our lives. It's so true. It's so true. Too often, one of the things that that burns women out, you know, they burn out on their work in the world. They burn burn out because they are doing so much stuff on their own. They're trying to be superwoman. And the fact is, it takes a village, not only to raise a baby, but also a business. Mm -hmm. And you can sit at the, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that you are working with that are listening to this podcast, they're people who are running their own things. You know, they're a solopreneur, they're an entrepreneur. And the fact is is that you're not solo. I know that we say that, but that actually doesn't really exist. In order to really be successful, you gotta be way more than solo. And it takes, it takes encountering the, the beliefs that are like, I don't have enough money or I should do this on my own to let those go because when you do invest in support, good quality support, it helps your life and your business to thrive. Mm-hmm. It takes a village
0: to raise a business. This is going to be my theme of the episode. I think <laughs> I'm love that.
1: i working on a blog post called, called it takes a village to raise a business. And it is it's, it's really true. So
0: Casey, we're kind of at the end of our time together. But can you tell people where they can find you if they'd like to work with you or learn more about what you do?
1: Yes. You can go to my website. It's the letter K, letter C, B-A-K-E-R, CaseyBaker.com. And there's a couple of things there that you'll find. There's I have some free training videos, which are excellent on the portion of the website called Start Here. And then you, I also have a free video series called Uncommon Public Speaking Secrets for Women. And it's a video series where I share three of the most, probably three of the most three of the most crucial teachings that I share about how to really own it on stage. And that you can go to speakup.caseybaker.com and you can get the video series there for that for that particular video series.
0: That's great. And I'll put all of those links in the show notes too. If people want to pop back to the show notes, you can just click right through. So thanks so much, Casey, for joining us today. It was great talking to you.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode. You can find all the links to what we talked about back on my website in the show notes at wellpurneronline.com slash 23. And I would love it if you would suggest future guests. I love it when people do this. So if you have somebody that you'd love to hear interviewed on the podcast, no name is too big. Just tweet me at Vintage Amanda and I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can get them on the podcast. Okay, so this week, I'd love it if you would think about how can you use communication to get your business out in the world in a bigger way. So where could you speak or where could you refine your language or refine your elevator pitch or improve your written communication in a way that's going to benefit your business? And if you want, you could hop back to the show notes, wellpreneuronlinecom 23 and let me know in the comments. That would be great. I'd love to hear from you. So have a fabulous week and I'll see you back here in the next episode.